What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You Podcast. I am your host, Josh Canuti. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button, drop us a rating, give us a review. I can't tell you how much that truly does help. What that does is actually puts us into the algorithm so more people can find us, more people can find us, more people can be helped. And that brings me to my guest today. My guest today is a gentleman by the name of Aaron Patton, who has an amazing podcast titled New Age Influencers, which is quickly becoming one of the fastest growing podcasts and one of the best podcasts in the business sector. Aaron is just a really cool down-to-earth guy. And on this podcast, he talks about his three Ps on how to overcome and accomplish virtually anything. Then he talks about something that I fucking love, which is working out your don't give a fuck muscle, not caring what other people think about what you're doing as long as you have the proper heart behind it. And then he'll talk about how he builds his self-worth. In today's society, I think building our self-worth and hearing how other people do it is very, very valuable and something we need to do a lot more of. So please welcome my guest today, Aaron Pat. And self-confidence is not something you're naturally born with. Yes, there's a natural element to it, but it really just comes from doing what you say you're going to do consistently and not breaking promises to yourself. Aaron Patton, welcome to the Overcoming You podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we've been going back and forth, so I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy man. No problem. Happy to be here, man. Appreciate it. Well, brother, like, like I said, uh, when we were chatting offline, I've just been devouring your content and I love your podcast, New Age Influencers. Uh, you got some amazing people on there, but I love the take. I love your feedback that you have you know, with your guests. And one of the reasons why I want to have you on is twofold. One, I want to get your thoughts on some things that you've overcome, but some of the people you've had on, similar, you're similar to I in the fact that you start to learn a lot from these people. So you start to have a lot of information when you're talking to these influencers or when you're talking to these multimillionaires, talking to these major entrepreneurs. So I want to kind of get your thoughts on your personal mindset and then also your thoughts on some things that you've kind of learned through your podcast and through some of your other entrepreneur uh, ventures. So one thing that I just chatted with you before we started that I thought was really, really cool is that you actually a while ago kind of switched gears and started playing poker, correct? So yeah, that's correct. So I, uh, I've i always been in sales since I graduated college uh, several years back, and I was in software sales, and I ended up being pretty good at it and learning how to you know appropriately prospect and get new clients and things like that, but at a certain point... I, uh, I kind of hit a wall and I was like, I need to be doing something else. Cause if I'm still doing this in like 10 or 15 years, I'm really not going to be a happy person. I could just, I could just see that future vision of me not being happy because the conversations I was having, I wasn't thrilled about, you know, selling financial products or marketing products or whatever I was doing there. I've worked at a couple of different companies, but I, I hit that wall and I was like, I, I love this culture of the companies. I love the people and that's nothing to complain about there, but it's like, intrinsically, I needed to do something different. So I made a shift. I, uh, I've always loved risk and <laughs> that aspect of it. So I always loved, loved cards and poker. So I played a lot as a serious hobby. And so I initially, I, I, when I hit that wall, I was like, I got to do something else. And I didn't really have a, a true plan. So I just left my job, which a lot of people wouldn't do. But like I said, I'm I'm a, a, a pretty big risk taker. And I started playing poker. I was like, well, maybe I'll make the poker thing work out. <laughs> 
and I won't have to go to an office and I can wake up when I want and I can just create my own schedule. And that was kind of the allure of poker in itself. And, and plus I enjoyed it heavily. So I started doing that and I quickly realized that I did not want to be in a casino for <laughs> five or six or seven days a week, which you have to do, especially starting out to actually make poker a living. Like uh, I'm sure that a lot of people can't truly uh, empathize with what poker brings, but it's a, it's a, it's a tough grind. I realized another thing too, as I was doing that was that I loved poker, not only for like the, the risk and the math part and, and all that, but talking to new people is one of the reasons that drew me to the game. It's like, there's no other place on earth where you can get, you know, nine or 10 people from such different backgrounds together playing one common game. Yeah. And so I was thinking to myself, like, what could I do, you know, more productive wise or, or business wise that would uh, capture that part of it. And so I started a podcast because that kind of I had a light bulb moment where I've been listening to some podcasts and I was like, well, I kind of like this aspect of talking to people and learning their stories. So why don't I just do that in a public forum and maybe I'll be able to make a business out of it. And uh, that'll solve two problems. That'll give me my fix for, you know, learning and talking to the new people and learning their stories. But also maybe I'll be able to, again, create a lifestyle and income and uh, still get that freedom that I was uh, yearning for. Yeah. That I didn't get in a regular office at a nine to five. <laughs> Yeah, I have another buddy of mine who is a professional poker player, or at least was, and he said the same thing. You know, you see it on TV, or at least it, you know, used to be really big, and you go, "Oh my God!" You know, eight million dollars at a clip, and but you don't see the behind the scenes, the everyday nonstop for five hours <laughs> sitting there, day after day, trying to count cards. It's such a non. Um, it's the the glitz and the glamour of it is not as what what people see on TV as most most things. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I uh, and I just played live, and I just play live live meaning just in person at a casino where I can look someone in the eye and you know try to pick up physical tells and um, <laughs> you know approach everything that way. Because I, my thinking was if I go online route, which you know online poker in the U.S. is not totally legal. I mean, now it's legalized in a couple states, but uh, it's very small considered, you know, in comparison to what it was back in the day when before the government shut it down. But uh, I was like, if I'm going to play online and sit in a computer all day and play poker, like I might as well just have a desk job again. So right. that's why I never went the online poker route or never had a um, desire to do that because that's just, again, sitting in front of a computer all day. I, the, the part of the reason I liked the poker aspect was being live, being near people, learning stories from this like 50 year old white collar business gentleman. And then next to me is like this old lady. And then across from me is this like young Asian gangster dude. Like <laughs> you never can get all those people in one place. Yeah. It's just so interesting. <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. You sound similar to me in the fact that you love learning and talking to new people. So that's kind of yeah. where the podcast comes in. But what was the, the kind of mental shift or, into podcasts because I wanted to try to put out a mission of overcoming. So when you started your podcast, what was kind of the thought process of your venture? Like what, what really mm -hmm. made you, what was your whole goal or what was kind of your mission behind that? Yeah. Well, initially I just, my thought was very simple. I was like, well, I want to talk to cool people doing things online and and creating lifestyles for themselves that's not regular like that's not just a regular 
software job or sales job or you know insurance job or anything like that. I was like, I want to talk to the guy who's making a full-time income posting funny shit on the internet, like the total frat move guy or like, you know, uh, the Buzzfeed, like those types of people. Like I want to talk to people doing that. And so I, that was the original thought. And the thing about podcasting is a lot of people think it's like this big undertaking to start a show. And yes, it can be if you do it certain ways, but to start a regular podcast, it's not a huge undertaking. It's like 80% thought is is really what matters in the beginning. It's like, how am I going to make a show repeatable and something that's fun for me and something that's fun and helpful for the audience and something that I can commit to? Because if you don't commit to a show, then it's never going to work out. So you have to be committed each and every week or at least every two weeks to make it actually work. So yeah. my, my it started out with a simple thought. It's like, I just want to talk to cool people online. And then it's morphed now into more business where i mean it just depends on the guests i have you know guests ranging anywhere from um you know a, a savvy businessman and personal branding online to you know a guy that's making comedy shorts uh it just doesn't you know to a photographer to whoever like it just it, it it runs a whole range but that's just because i've gotten different guests on but essentially what's what's it's come down to is just i've been learning with the audience and that's so crucial because one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that you actually learn the most by teaching and having a podcast, you know, essentially forces you to talk about a certain subject on a regular basis. And you learn way faster yourself if you are, you know, researching and talking and actually trying to put out a message to help other people learn. So yeah. it's kind of a, it's a full scale operation and it works for both parties kind of magnificently. Yeah. Yeah. The barrier of entry is so low. And I wanted to ask you, so through all, all the people that you've had on, you've had a lot of mover and shakers. Have you noticed one or a few different types of mindsets? Like, I want to know what you see from the people that, you know, have a huge following or, or do social media influencers. Why do they do it when so many people fail? Do you see a commonality in the people that you've had on? Like, yeah. why, why have they succeeded and other people don't? Yeah, there's just so many commonalities that come out of these interviews that I've done every Monday. Um, and it's, it, I, it pretty much boils down, I, I say it all the time in my head, it's like the three P's is persistence, passion, and patience. Most of the, some people who want to start something, they get lost in the weeds because they think they really like this thing and they think they want to be like someone else, but in reality, they don't. Like I was just talking to, uh, Jeremy Jacobowitz, he runs Brunch Boys. It's like a brunch-based food account in New York City. And he's like, yes, so many people ask me, like, how do I start this food influencer account or how do I do that? And he's like, well, you have to really fucking love brunch. You have to really love eating. Like, you can't just be like, you can't just say that your reason for starting this account is, oh, I like to eat or, oh, <laughs> I want to get free food or, oh, I want to get discounts. Like, it doesn't work like that. Like yeah. you'll never make it if your reason for doing something is fleeting. So that's why you really have to have actual passion for what you do. Like you don't have to have passion about everything that you're doing. Like no one has passion about every single thing that they're always doing. I think that's a big misconception, but having just a deep why for what you're doing, like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to be a chef or why do you want to be like the go-to accountant, social media person, or why do you want to be someone that hikes all the time or like creates a product to help hikers, like whatever the hell it is. Uh, so I think that's key. And then 
a lot of people, maybe they do find that passion and that kind of burning desire, but they're just not persistent enough. Because if you're not persistent enough, then you're never gonna make it either. Because in the beginning, no one cares about you at all. No one's gonna pay attention to you. No one's gonna listen to your podcast or watch your YouTube videos or or really just do anything with what you're doing. You have, to, you have to be your own cheerleader for a lot of it for the beginning. And then once you're your own cheerleader for a while and um, you have patience, that's the third P, then eventually it starts to pick up. You start to gain some notoriety. You start to actually get some people paying attention and then the word starts to spread. Uh, so essentially it's like that, it's like that story, that old age story. I don't know if anyone's mentioned this, like the bamboo tree or the bamboo plant. I've heard this story specifically mentioned to me like three or four times from some of these influencers. It's like, it takes four or five years to grow or to water the seed and for the roots to like grow beneath the soil before anyone sees like the bamboo tree and then it sprouts in like the fifth year and then it shoots like literally fucking like a hundred feet in yeah. three weeks or something like that's kind of how it's like i mean i'm not i'm not saying it's going to take five years for someone to be successful in what they're doing right. but i'm just saying you have to do a lot of watering <laughs> behind the scenes and underground before you're going to ever see some type of success so that's why yeah. a lot of people um they just don't give it enough time or they're not persistent enough, or they just don't love it enough to not quit. You yeah. know, if you don't enjoy what you're doing on a regular basis, making no money, then you're never going to keep with it. I think that's like a Steve Jobs quote or something yeah. too. So yeah, that's, sure. that's the basis of what I've learned. And, and really it's just about taking consistent and perfect action. So if you do that constantly and you just never stop, then yeah. uh, eventually you'll get there. Yes, there are variables like you know, talent or the look that you have, or if your personality matches what you're offering and all that kind of stuff. But if you just never stop, then you, you'll eventually get there. It might take one person three years to get to the same place and, and another person one year. But if you continuously take action, you'll, you'll definitely get there eventually. Yeah. I love that. I haven't heard that before. I just wrote that down. Consistent, imperfect action. You said a lot, a lot of cool things there that I've actually just recently kind of dealt with or been going through is that mm. my whole life I've always been attracted to or like wanted success and you know would climb the corporate ladder and was up and then you know we trying to start trying to buy 10 million dollar uh, top-line revenue companies but it was all for something else the why wasn't wasn't there but with this podcast I just want the why is so crucial just to help as many people as possible mm -hmm. that I know that I'm not going to be a Joe Rogan right off the bat, but when I get a DM or when I get an email saying, Hey, that podcast really helped me or Hey, that, that was what I needed at the right time. Mm -hmm. I, I go, Oh, okay. I don't need to be perfect, but I just need to be consistent. My buddy told me a great thing. It's like, it's impossible to beat somebody who never quits. Exactly. And, <laughs> That's exactly right. And so like, with that, I don't care yeah. you know, if I get, you know, 20 downloads per episode in year three, like I'm still going to be doing it. You're still going to be hearing my voice. And that's kind of the mentality you have to have. Yeah. And you said another thing that this has been so difficult for me is to be your own cheerleader. And mm -hmm. I have always been so self-conscious. One of the characteristics about people that I despise with a passion is narcissism or mm -hmm. people being, you know, super egotistical. And I never wanted to be perceived as that. And so but I think when you do, when you are your own cheerleader, when I talk about this podcast, it's coming from such a love and such a, a true w willingness or wanting to help 
that mm-hmm. I don't think it comes off as being narcissistic, but I'm so happy to tell everybody about it because it's a passion of mine. And so I think when you have, regardless of what it is for the listener or whoever's hearing this, you know, whenever it's your true love or true passion, the heart's going to come through your speech and you're going to be want, wanting to talk about that and be your own cheerleader. So it's just such a different kind of mentality when you know when you really, really have a love or really have a, a passion for what you're doing. So, yeah. And the other thing, the other big thing that I've learned too, just along those lines is the fact that too many people out there, the common public is a misconception that, you know, personal branding and social media and building up your business. Like it's all about you, you meaning like me, like uh, I'm talking about me and I'm doing things and I'm posting about me, what I'm doing and I'm, and I'm promoting myself. And yeah, you're doing that, but you need to look at it through a different lens. Like what you're posting should be about them, should be about other people. Like what do what do other people feel based off what you're posting? That's like the biggest key to branding. So personal branding is not about you, you know, going to a, a party and showing everyone how cool you are. Yes, you can do that. And I've done, you know, plenty of crazy story posts about different things like that. But in the end, it's like, how do you make that person feel so like if i ever post something i'm always thinking in the back of my mind does this post story content caption whatever podcast episode like is it entertaining someone is it making them laugh is it inspiring them is it engaging them in some way Mm -hmm. um or is it relating to them like it needs to do one of those things or educate them obviously i missed that one educate is one of the biggest ones so if it doesn't do one of those five things then you should really rethink about posting it. And, and really that's all branding is. It's just how do you make other people feel about themselves when they see what you are doing? Yeah. Yeah. You said, I heard that before that, um, you know, no one's going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Correct. So, so big. Exactly. Kind of switching gears a little, little bit. You're a really big influencer as far as social media is concerned. you got a great following, got a great like I said in the beginning, got a great podcast. I don't Let's, know if I would say I'm a big influencer, but I, <laughs> I interview a lot of big influencers. Yeah. <laughs> I how have you become, or how have you able to get the individuals that you've gotten on on your podcast, or how have you been able to have the influence that you have gotten? If someone wanted to start fresh out out the gate and say, "Hey, I want to be an Aaron Pat," how do I go about doing that? What are some things that you would give them, or what are some advice or tips or tricks? Well, I appreciate that. That makes me feel good. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, I, I mean, in my mind, I consider myself just, you know, I'm just bringing influencers to light. Uh, but yeah, through that, it, it's just, it's kind of like the the concept of authority alignment. Like when you align yourself with enough authoritative people, then you get mixed into that group. So that's definitely what's been happening with this podcast. You know, New Age Influencers is like, I guess I have become a little more influential, maybe a micro influencer status, just because I'm purely talking to all these people that have this big time influence and just associating myself with them. But um, to go back to your first part of your question, like how did I get people? Uh, I I pretty much just applied sales tactics that I've learned, um, you know, in my first six, seven years of just the job market into social media pretty much just applying it to the DMs, like the magical DMs uh, of Instagram. Like, I mean, that's honestly one of the biggest keys to it all because you can you can literally reach out to anyone online and yeah, they're not always gonna see it, 
but it will be there in their in their mailbox like it it won't not be there so yep. you know whether they have a million followers or 10 you can send them a message and they have the opportunity to see it so in the beginning when the show was new and the concept was new i had to reach out to a shit ton of people like you know sending out hundreds of dms just treating it like i had a spreadsheet uh-huh. i treated it just like a, a prospecting list um from my you know last couple jobs is that i reached out to these people like first of all i had like a, a column for if they actually saw the dm and that would be like a, a one yellow category and then a bunch of people that would never even see it because they're you know pretty big time right yeah and then out of those people that saw the dm like how many people responded and then how many people didn't respond and then how how much how many messages should i send as a follow-up and not sending like a bunch of messages like right in a row but just like waiting and tactfully selling trying to sell them on the idea and once i got a couple people then you could leverage those people to get more people and it's just snowballs from there so it's really putting in a lot of effort in the beginning and just getting some people for your concept if you're doing an interview show you know granted not every podcast is an interview show um so if you're just doing a solo show i would just put in the work and the time to make it as helpful and as uh you know, good, good sounding as possible for yep. the public, for who you're wanting to help. But that's kind of how I did it. Uh, I would really just, it just goes back to what I said before. It's just persistence. Like you're going to get out of a hundred people I reached out to in the beginning, I got probably 90 no's, maybe five or six maybes, and then three or four yeses. But yeah. that's all you need to start three or four yeses and then go from there. Yep. So that's, it's really persistence, man. And that's that's the hard thing too for people that don't come from a sales background. That's like that would be so hard to do if you just never had a sales background and just yeah we're doing like the common person would never take the time to do that or like would be able to do that themselves. But since I came from that sales background, I was just like, you know, fuck it, it's just another day on the job. I'm just applying it to a different forum. Yeah, and uh, I just I would always. I would always hammer it, be very organized, be very tact, um, tactical, and uh, it snowballed, like I said. Yep. So I wanted to ask you a kind of a self-serving question. Did you ever get or had to deal with kind of the imposter syndrome? And what I mean by maybe it's just my own um, negative thought process or whatnot about myself, but a couple of times I've had some pretty big names, and it's I had to like psych myself up because I was like, Oh my gosh, like, why are they talking to me? Like, I can't, you know, what are they doing on my podcast? You know, my downloads aren't anything to what, you know, they've gotten before. Have you ever had to deal with that? Or did you work through that at all in the beginning? Yeah. I mean, everyone has the imposter syndrome. Like who am I to be talking to these people or who am I to be doing this or posting advice on social media? Uh, even if you're just, you know, whether you're starting out or you're a multimillionaire, everyone feels that at some point it's like, am I really worth all this? Or like, am I worthy of doing this? Um, honestly, I, uh, I kind of call it, I, I don't know. I've been swearing a little bit on this podcast. Is swearing still okay? Fuck shit, <laughs> cockballs. I, I kind of call it, well, I got this from Jason Capital. It's like, he would always talk about. Uh, working out your don't give a fuck muscle like uh, it's kind of a workout like you work out not really caring as much not, not caring in a sense that you know of course you care about the people you're talking to in your audience and all that but like not caring about like haters or what people will judge you know judgment of what other people will uh you know think when you post this or post that 
And then also, just like I said, having imperfect actions. Like there's multiple times at the beginning of my, you know, podcasts and, and everything, I was like, I don't know if I should be posting about the podcast this much or like, are people getting annoyed or like, does, is this story going to be good? Like, is, are people going to unfollow me because of this? And then, and then after a certain point, you're just like, fuck it. Like yeah. I'm working out my don't give a fuck muscle. Like I'm going to hit publish on this story, like no matter how crazy it is or no matter how many times I've already mentioned this podcast, like if people don't like it, they can leave. Yeah. And the people who do like it will stay. And that's pretty much how you have to go about it in social media because um, I posted this the other day on one of my accounts is like, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, there's going to be plenty of people that love you, plenty of people that hate you. And then plenty of people in the middle that don't give a shit about what you're doing, no matter what. Like, so it's just, you have to accept that no matter how pretty you are, no matter how ugly you are, no matter how smart you are, no matter how you know dumb you are, like yeah. whatever, like those are extreme examples. But like I'm saying, it's just, everyone is going to be liked and disliked and also there's going to be people that are indifferent so yeah. you just have to accept that and once you do accept that which is easier said than done but once you do accept that and work out that you know don't give a fuck muscle is what i call it and you, you pretty much get released into the wild and you can you can do anything yeah and uh, it, it it just doesn't affect you no. as much anymore when you continuously do it i love it the don't give a fuck muscle i love it so in talking with all the individuals that you've talked about before, what, are the, what would you say are the top uh, two or three things that you've learned that you didn't expect to learn or that um, utilized in your life? Some things that I've learned that I didn't expect to learn. Yeah, that's kind of a tough question. But um, one of the best things I've learned is just, I mean, you just have to, I know this is cliche, but I didn't really understand it when people would say it. Um, until I started doing this podcast is just to bring value to other people's lives. And cause there's just so many fake value givers out there. And when li people literally will DM me like, Hey man, how can I bring value to your podcast? Like they'll say that word or like, how can I do this to help you? Like, it's like, no man, like you have to research like what I'm doing and like, does your skills or your interests or what you're doing match up with what I'm doing? And can we both collaborate and help each other? Um, that's bringing value and then bringing value also like at a networking event, for example, I got this from Steve Sims. He's like, there's too many people out there that are just trying to collect business cards and network. They think that's networking just as collect as many business cards as possible or collect as many like Instagram accounts as possible and, uh, you know, not spend any real time with anyone. And that's the wrong way to go about it. You need to, you know, actually have a real conversation with someone like, what do you want to get out of this event or what, what are you looking to do? And if you guys sync up and you can match up your services or product or just your personalities or whatever and collaborate in some way, you can do that. But uh, I think too many people just like think in their head that they want to bring value, but they're just doing it in a fake way. So just you got to be real and just actually bring value. That's just like the term for it. You just got to, you know, what is what you're doing going to help the other person? And you just can't expect anything in return. Like, for example, if I get people on my podcast, uh, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm doing them a service, but they're also doing me a service by exposing cross promoting audiences. But sometimes, sometimes those people that I have on, they don't promote the podcast episode, you know, what are, for whatever reason, maybe they get busy, maybe they didn't actually like the episode, like whatever it is, but most people do promote it. But and anyway, the point is that I'm not going to follow up with them and be like, hey, 
you did promote this podcast and you know, please promote it. Like I had you on like, no, like I'm, I'm going to provide a service, provide a value. And if they promote it, that's great. If not, that's okay. We'll just move on. But you just can't expect anything in return. You just have to continuously give and give, give that value in your own way. And if you do that enough, if you do that enough on a consistent basis, no matter what you're doing, no matter if it's a podcast, if it's a blog, if you just have an Instagram account, if you're selling a product, if you're working on a nine to five, like whatever it is, like if you just help that person more than they help you, mm-hmm. and that's the mindset you have, then you will win. Like I don't care what you do, what industry you're in, who you are as a person, you will win. So it's just really understanding that I think is one of the most important things that I've learned because I heard it all the time before, but it just yeah. never registered in the right way until I started this podcast. And so I want people to understand uh, what it actually means rather yeah. than the shallow top level definition of it. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing that I've realized is that going back to what you said before, persistent or constant imperfect action is that, you know, not every single uh, sales call that you make or not every single post that you do or not every single um, whatever your venue is, is going to work is just if you keep doing and keep going sooner or later something's going to pop and you're going to have an amazing episode or you're going to have an amazing sales call or you're going to close that deal but it's just consistently trying to add value to what you do or to what you want to bring to the table that is just it will work you just have to be consistent with it it's so powerful yeah i mean you can't stop you can't stop consistency. Like yeah. <laughs> if you just don't stop, like, like we said before, it's just, you know, what is someone going to say? <laughs> like, yep. like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to listen to this guy's podcast. Like, and he's, and then they unfollow you or whatever the, you know, example is for whoever's listening for your life. Yeah. But if you still are doing it in a year, they're probably going to come back and be like, ah, shit, this, this guy or this girl is still doing this. Like he must be real serious about this stuff. Maybe I'll start to pay attention. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, that's just how it works. And also in the beginning, another point is that like, um, in the beginning, especially, you know, people that you think might support you, a lot of times they don't support you. If you're trying to do something different, like friends and family, you know, I've had some friends who are greatly supported and some who like aren't supportive at all and supportive meaning like, they're not like, hey, you know, fuck you and your podcast. They're just like, right. yeah, I was just like, did you ever, were you able to catch any of the episodes in the last couple of months? They're like, nah, I haven't been listening to this. One. Yeah. Like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for but sure. You just have to accept it. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you because you, you have such a, because a lot of your life revolves around social media, what's your thought process on the way that the world is kind of taking in social media? Do you think it's a, a net positive you think it's a negative and primarily around the the mindset of individuals today and i don't want to give you my i'll give you my uh, thought process on after sure. but i want to kind of lead the witness but what's your kind of initial thought process on how social media is affecting our life and primarily our mindset yeah so i got i i got a lot to say on that but first i do want to mention that i don't know if you heard but it just dropped uh i don't know maybe even a couple hours ago on wired the Wired magazine that uh, they're going to be hiding likes and testing likes for us next week, I believe. Oh, no way. I think that's just dropping in the next week or two. Um, I just posted across all my accounts. Like they are going to start testing the no likes for Instagram as early as next week. So oh, wow. that's going to shatter, not shatter, but shift the uh, landscape of Instagram. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. You know, um, I feel like that might, that might put, more people in the creating better content 
Be, oh yeah, yeah. You know? So that's the thing with with these with with that change, you know, comes multiple changes that trickle along with it. It's like one people that don't get a lot of likes are going to start posting way more because it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, good point. You know that you won't be there won't be a barrier of that anymore, and you'll be able to post what you want and and say what you want and not have to worry about you know oh this only got twelve likes or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then on the, the opposite end, people who are influencers, people who I talk to all the time, people who are big time, people who make their money like this, you know, they're going to take a bit of a hit because people are not going to be able to see that they are wildly popular as much anymore. You know, they're not getting rid of like follower visit or numbers or that yeah. count or anything, but like it will change some things. So it'll be very interesting to see the effects and the ripple effects of yeah. how it changes, especially me, you know, having lots of friends who don't do social media as much. And then also me talking to a bunch of people who are huge in social media with, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. So, uh, I'm interested to see how it's going to get affected and, you know, relaying the message, uh, to, to the public about it. Sure. Sure. But to answer, yeah, uh, if you want me to continue. Yeah, no, please. Yeah. Um, what's your thought process on how it's so affecting us? Just, just social media in general and the internet and the way the world's going is, is really, it, it's as good or as bad as you make it as an individual. So yes. it can be the best thing ever if you approach it the right way, if you use it positively, if you consume things in your newsfeed that inspire you or that educate you or, like I said, uh, entertain you or make you laugh. Not things that make you feel like shit or make you feel unworthy or make you feel horrible because you're comparing yourself to this person because they're prettier than you or they seem to have more money or a bigger house or whatever. Like, If you tailor your newsfeed and tailor your life in a positive social media direction, it'll be the best thing in the world because you can connect with anyone in the world. Yeah. You can try whatever you want in the world. Like You can start a uh, ant food farm in Iowa with no dollars and you can just start posting about it on social media and you can make a living that way but yeah. it can also be the most poisonous thing in the world especially with some of the recent applications like tiktok i spend a lot of time on tiktok now and i do a lot of repostings from those videos to instagram just because they're so damn funny yeah uh, but like you see so many like models and pretty people lip syncing and make doing these dances and getting millions of comments and views. And then if you're just like a middle school kid and you really haven't had much life experience yet and you don't really know what's going on in the world yet, like you can see that and you can, it'll make you feel like absolute garbage, especially yeah. if you don't look like them or, you know, you're, you don't feel as smart as them or like you're just not as popular as them. Like maybe you have 10 followers, like that can be the worst thing in the world. But that's why younger generations and younger kids get affected by it so negatively sometimes because they just don't have life experience enough yeah. to understand that that's not really normal and uh, that there's a lot of people out there just like them. But they're just not seeing those people because, you know, it's the web. Um, yeah. So it can be as it can be as lethal or as great. It just really depends on who you are, how you use it and really what age you are, too. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is, is such a tool. And it can be used for good or be used for bad, but it's how you, I think you said it perfectly, it's how you interpret it. And mm -hmm. one of the cool things that I think we live in one of the best times in human history where we can adjust or, or control every single input that we have into our, into our mind, body, and soul. And so if you have a whole bunch of 
things on your feed that make you feel like shit, well, don't follow them. Follow somebody that's going to make you up, uplift you and make you feel good and make you feel better, you know? And so that's what I do to my feed because I've had some real mental struggles. And so all of my feed is nothing but positivity and awesome pictures. And, you know, there's no negativity, no um, political stuff. Not that I don't follow it or I'm not <laughs> up to date. But it's just it's whatever makes me feel good because I need to control that because I'm not strong enough to see all the negativity and then not have it affect me. So it's just so, so, so crucial. But I do have to say, I really do enjoy TikTok. I've been on a lot more. It is pretty fucking fun. <laughs> I used to I actually I downloaded it. So I did a Euro trip. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I did a Euro trip like episodes 10 through 21. I let you know listeners and social media people vote where I went in Europe. And I was podcasting as I was doing that. So I had no clue where I was going. Uh, but I had a lot of downtime since I did, like, uh, it was three months. And I did two and a half of those months solo. And oh, wow. so I was experimenting with TikTok even before, like, it got semi-big. And, like, you see a bunch of celebrities hopping on it now. But I experimented yeah. with it. And I was I was using it heavily then. And I stopped. Like, I, I don't actually really post a TikTok. I just consume it right now. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, it's... It's wildly addicting. It's like YouTube on crack. Yeah. You don't have to think about searching for anything. It just comes up to you like Instagram, except they're so awesome, the videos. Yeah. And they're so funny and addicting. Like, And then it it's machine learning and AI. So it learns your tendencies of what you like, like how long you stay on videos or like what you actually like. And it just serves up more content to you yeah. that's, that you love. Like, you know, my neighbor or a neighbor or someone down the street from me is seeing and they're using TikTok and depending on how long they've they've TikToked and how many things they've liked like they they're seeing way different videos than I'm seeing. Yes. And that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny. So my wife actually it has her own marketing company and she told me about TikTok. I'd probably say let's see as we're recording this it's November, so I would probably say in June-ish she told me about it. She's like, "Hey, have you ever seen this?" and I was like, "Oh, you know, let me download it." And so being that, you know, my whole mission of the podcast is to try to help and uplift people and help them overcome negative mindset. When I was going on, on TikTok, I would see all these videos of people, you know, doing some sort of lip syncing to something, you know, sad or like, hey, I don't feel good. And so I would like and then I would, you know, try to write an inspirational message. And then just like you said, with that AI, it would more of those videos would come up, more of those videos would come up. And then all of a sudden, like two months in talking to my wife, I'm like, the whole entire universe is sad and crying. <laughs> like, look at this. And she goes and she shows me her TikTok, and it's all nothing but funny, funny fucking videos and people laughing. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm in like this this degradation over here, and she's in this happy got, world. So yeah, you got you got to get dig yourself out, get some yeah. laughter in your life there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, mine are mostly filled with with laughing, um, crazy, crazy videos. But I, I think also I think. Taylor Taylor from uh, Taylor Parker, they, they the ones who founded Feet. Uh, he was like he has a newsletter and, and he sent out a newsletter. He's like, I think that my one of my theories is that TikTok is just a complete scam. And I was like, what? And then he and then he goes there and he uh, outlines his reasoning. I was like, actually, that's kind of valid because I always said like I feel like in their algorithm, it's like if you're a new TikTok user, they give you one viral video to get you hooked. And then from there, you're just making shit all the yeah, time because you yeah. want to have it hooked again. Like you can, 
like I had a video that had 400,000 views or something in my third video. And like, how does that ever happen? Like it never happens. And right. Other people experience the same thing and they get hooked. Like they get, they get on the sauce, the TikTok yeah. sauce. And then they, have, <laughs> they want more of it. And so they just keep making videos. So I was like, he's like in this newsletter, he's like, I feel like the Chinese may just play, be playing a huge joke on everyone because TikTok <laughs> is owned by ByteDance. It's a Chinese owned company. Oh. And uh, not the, you know, rag on the Chinese. I mean, hell, I'm, I'm, quarter Chinese yeah. but uh you never know you never know what the foreign based apps are doing too out there so you got to always be ready for uh for news to break about anything that's for that's for sure well Aaron I know we're getting close on time I have just two more questions for you but before sure. I do that um where can everyone find you and where's your podcast what's your Instagram what's your social media all that type of stuff yeah. Uh, so my podcast is called New Age Influencers. It's on all streaming services. You can tell Alexa or Siri just to play it as you probably can with this one. And uh, my name is Aaron Patton on Instagram. My personal is Aaron B. Patton, A-A-R-O-N, B as in boy, P-A-T-T-O-N. And that's just my personal. But from there, you can get to the podcast Instagram account. And then I have another mindset-based account. Um, and then I also have a website, AaronBPatton.com, where you can find a bunch of things. So um, and then I've also started a digital community membership base. It's going to be launching in 2020, but uh, right now I'm just building up like a, a free trial test group. So uh, that's that's www.thenewagelifestyle.com. So I'm doing a couple different things, but awesome. it's all all around uh, the whole phenomenon of using social media for good to help you in your life get more freedom, make more money, that whole shtick, but doing it the right way. Because a lot of people are inundated by ads and all these people and gurus yeah. out there that are trying to tell them what to do, but they're all just like putting bullshit in their head and they're just trying to make a quick buck. But like, you know, five, 10% of people are actually doing it the right way. So I want to make sure that those people, those messages, the people I've been interviewing, those, um, that information is passed on to the common person and allows that person to attain a similar level of lifestyle, no matter who you are, or what you do right now. So yeah. that's the whole point of my, my whole thing. Yeah. And for all the listeners, I can tell you from experience, when you listen to his podcast, you're going to hear his, his heart and he's just real down to earth and there's no, it's just straightened to the point. You know, some podcasts, they try to be slick willy and try to have this like fake uh, facade, but, uh, you know, from listening to your podcast, Aaron, I can tell you, I just uh, love it. And uh, I love the fact uh, that you can hear your heart through each episode. So it's really, really cool. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. So last two questions. One question you may not be able to answer because it's a little fucked <laughs> up, but uh, the second one you probably definitely can. So the first one that it's okay if you don't, but uh, who's been your favorite guest and why? Yeah, I can answer this. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, favorite guest and why? My favorite guest is one of my personal mentors. Uh, his name's Mark Lack. Oh, That's yes. uh, interview 36, I believe, on, on the podcast. And so I, I, I can say that because I'm biased because yeah. I talk to this guy like every couple of weeks. I'm in his program, his community. I, you know, I've I shook his hand. Like I've met him. We've hung out. Like so. And, and honestly, uh, he's his episode episode 36 has been one of the most helpful episodes and one of the most positive feedback episodes I've gotten from people because he just, he's, he's a personal branding guy on Instagram and he just says things in such a succinct way that makes you think like for the, for a regular person, like, Hey, I can do this. Like it's not 
as difficult as people are making it out to be. And it's just a matter of taking the right steps to do it. And it's very regimented and he just has a really good outlook on how to do everything. So Mark Lack is my favorite. He's definitely not the one who has the most followers. He's definitely, he's more of a business oriented guy. He's definitely not the most entertaining one that I've had, but I, I would say that is my favorite to date. And again, it's a little bit biased. So no, no hard feelings against uh, any of the other, other guests if they are hearing this in some form or fashion down the road. (laughs) <laughs> Very cool. And then just the la- last question for yourself, how do you build your self-worth? And the reason why I ask that is that, you know, in listening to your content and following you on Instagram, you just seem like such a energetic, happy, go-lucky type of dude. So obviously you have some good self-worth. So how do you, how do you stay that? How do you keep building that self-worth for you personally? Yeah, I think, uh, it can be mixed in with self-confidence and self-confidence is not something you're naturally born with. Yes, there's a natural element to it, but it really just comes from doing what you say you're going to do consistently and not breaking promises to yourself. And when you do that, then you, you become this kind of like, I don't know, out of body human being like (laughs) that. You can feel like you can do anything. Um, even though you, obviously can't do everything, but doing what you're saying, doing what you say you're going to do consistently. So for example, I, uh, I grew up in Maine and Minnesota in cold countries or not countries, states, but I call it, you know, cold country. And, uh, so I was like, I'm going somewhere warmer for college. So I applied to all warm schools and I got like a scholarship to South Carolina. So I went there. And then from there, I was like, I want to be in San Diego. So I applied to a bunch of schools out in San Diego, didn't get any of those and ended up getting my first job in DC and just moved there, but I always knew I was gonna get back to San Diego. So like after three or four years, I quit the job out in the East Coast and just packed all my shit up and left for San Diego without knowing anyone here or having any friends or even having a job lined up. And uh, so like I said, just taking action and just making a promise to yourself and keeping it. And then from there, you know, I quit my job. I said, I'm gonna play poker, I did it. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I'm starting a podcast, I did it. And now from here, I'm like, I'm going to make this work in online business world. And I'm in the process of doing that. So it's just a matter of keeping promises to yourself um, and, you know, having, you know, reasonable goals, not saying like, I'm going to be the, I'm not going to go and start playing basketball and go to the NBA. I guess that's not realistic, but just like having realistic goals that you can attain step by step and doing those consistently, not breaking the promises to yourself, getting that self-confidence. And uh, if you do that, no matter who you are, you're gonna you're gonna be a happy person. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to live in San Diego. I love it here. I think it's the best place on, on earth, even after traveling all around Europe and everywhere. Um, so that's why I'm here. And yeah. you know that may be different for someone else, but uh, if you do what you say you're gonna do and you do what you want and you can actually make that happen, then you'll be unstoppable. Even if you fail mm-hmm. along the way, you'll still feel unstoppable. Yeah, dude. I am so glad you said that because it's taken me almost 37 years to figure that out. I used to think that self-confidence came from you had to be super good looking. You had to be rich. You had to have this, you had to have that. You had to have all these followers on online, but it's exactly what you said right there. Do what you tell yourself you're going to do. And that if you do it consistently day after day, week after week, month after month, quarter after quarter, year after year, then all of a sudden, you're the type of person that when you walk into a room, you go, hey, there's something different about that guy. There's something different about that girl. But it's because they kept the promise to themselves. It's just 
purely the best advice that I could ever hear. I'm so stoked you said that because I couldn't agree agree with you more. But uh, it's so cool that we just agree wholeheartedly on that. So that's just so fucking rad, man. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, one last thought I would say is that, like, I – I've only recently like had all these mindset shifts. Like, honestly, I've learned more in the last year and a half, two years of being in this world than the previous 10 years combined. So I'm not like the, some like savant that is just like, has all these right mindsets. Like, no, like I, for, for the better part of my twenties, I was just working and partying and just doing regular things and like not even thinking about my future. But I think a lot of people, start to think more about the, the long-term effect of their lives when they start to get to their upper 20s. Yeah. Um, so like before that, I wasn't doing anything. It's like, I wish I had started this podcast back <laughs> in, you know, when I was 21 or 22 on the side, you know, who knows where I would be by now. But sure. like, obviously, you know, but if, if, if I didn't have those like five or six or seven years of just like working a regular job and then hitting a wall, like would I have ever even started a podcast? So you can't really even think like that. Yep. You can't. You can't, your path is your path, but you just have to continue moving forward. And just because something's happened in your past or just because people think that you're like this or like that in your past does not mean you have to be like that in your future. Like you can just make a conscious decision to do whatever the hell you want to do and make it come become a reality. And if you just want to continue working a nine to five and like being comfortable and like watching the Netflix every every night and that, that makes you happy and you're completely happy with your life, like what Gary Vee always says, like, then you've won. That's it. That's it. But if you want more or you're complaining and you're not making changes, well, then you're fucking up. So make sure that you actually have a goal and direction of where you want to go and then make sure your actions are aligned to that and say and do what you're going to say you're doing. Yes. Do what you say you're going to do. Yes. Perfect, man. Perfect. Do what you say you're going to do. Follow through. Well, brother, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Um, I know we, like I said in the beginning, we went back and forth. So thank you for taking this time to sit down with us. Put all your information in the show notes. And I think that's about it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.